Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dahmers. Welcome to 2018, everyone. Back in 2016, one of my first interviews was with a guy who was kicking off his small market farm in Chilliwack, British Columbia. That guy is Scott Hebert, and his farm is called Flavorful Farms. Since that interview, Scott has been working hard on his farm, landing new clients, and starting a new podcast and vlog. He is a busy guy. I am thrilled to have Scott back on the Small Scale Life podcast to kick off a new year. In this podcast, we discuss a number of topics, including his farm, stoicism, his podcast, Stoic Metal, launching his new vlog, developing a tribe, and growing and maintaining his savage beard. I had a lot of fun on this episode, even with a minor technical glitch in the middle and some background noise. Yeah, it's on my end, and that will be addressed in future shows. In case you're new to small-scale life, we are living simply by growing exploring and living healthy to put it simply we're focused on gardening healthy living and having adventures along the way before we begin this podcast let's hear from some friends of small scale life are you interested in bees beekeeping honey or mead if you are you need to check out a bee-friendly company out of cheyenne wyoming Michael Jordan, who is on the Survival Podcast panel of experts and has been on the Small Scale Life Podcast, is an actual bee whisperer. I'm constantly amazed by the work that Michael is doing to improve apiaries and communities in his backyard, at the local schools, and across the country. Michael is broadcasting information on Facebook Live regularly, so check him out. If you're interested in bees, beekeeping, honey, or meat, check out Michael Jordan's A Bee-Friendly Company on Facebook. Need comfrey? Nature's Image Farm has it. It is available for you at naturesimagefarms.com. As always, use discount code SSL for Small Scale Life for 10% off and free shipping. So if you would like to have your own Bocking 4 or Bocking 14 comfrey cuttings, reach out to Greg Burns at Nature's Image Farms today. Let him know that Small Scale Life sent you. I would like to remind you that our friends at Aussie Flame Weeders are still selling flame weeder kits to gardeners, market farmers, and urban gardeners. These are stainless steel, five-burner manifolds designed for a standard 30-inch garden bed. The kits also include 16-inch tires and the ability to carry propane tanks so you don't have to. Check them out at AussieFlameWeeders.com. Hey, everybody. We've got a great guest today. We've got our good friend from north of the U.S.-Canadian border. He is a podcaster and a farmer, and he does all kinds of great woodwork, and he is a great guy. He's done a ton of podcasts. He's really seasoned vet now in that department. But we've got Scott Hebert from Flavorful Farms. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me back. Of course, my friend. Of course. Anytime. You know that. Anytime you want to be on. But it has been a long time since season one, episode nine. That's 2016. Thanks for coming back on, man. Yeah, no problem. That has been a long time. I know, right? Totally. Yeah. No, actually, you've been on a couple times. You came on um, when Drew oh, and yeah, I were true. talking yeah. about a uh, healthy lifestyle, and we brought you in, and and uh, that was a lot of fun. So I think I think you kind of... Uh, I think you both you you kind of bully sided both of us and they get our butts moving and get working out. I think if I remember correctly, 
<laughs> might have happened. I think I think it was something along the lines of you both have no discipline. <laughs> <laughs> you lack discipline. You lack discipline. Get moving. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So how how you been? How things? How are Great. things? Yeah, no, really good. Yeah, how about you? Oh, really good, man. Really good. You survived. Uh, we have the polar, uh, the, the polar express. No, the polar vortex hitting us right now. Nice. You have had ice up the yin yang, haven't you? Yep. Yeah, we had uh, quite a lot of snow. We like normally we don't get that much snow here, and uh, mm-hmm. we had quite a lot of snow last last winter. Was really aggressive winter, and then yeah, we just get a lot of uh, we get a lot of rain here. Okay. So what happens is it, it rains and then it freezes rain though. So it like sticks to everything. So like in the past couple of weeks, like everything was just coated in ice. Like, I mean, like everything, like the sides of houses, sides of vehicles, trees, mm. like everything had like everything had at least like three quarters of an inch of ice on it, but probably more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Right. So like all the trees are just it's like they're totally loaded up with like like, you know how like you have a nice fruit tree and then yep. the, like it gets apples on it and the mm-hmm. branches bend down. Right. Yeah. It's like that. But like to the max. Wow. And so if, and if there's any wind that comes through or anything, then everything just snaps off. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Lots of that, yeah, that freezing ice. Like that. that freezing ice is bad news. And, and uh, did you lose any trees in your uh, in your yard or anything? Uh, not like not didn't lose any trees, but okay. there's definitely some with damage for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And you have a hedgerow yeah. that's along your farm. Did any damage to that that you can tell or? No, no. OK, no, that's fine. No. Yeah. Did you want some trees to be damaged? <laughs> Get out of your way. <laughs> <laughs> They're neighbors. Uh, no, I didn't care either. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. The neighbors want trees there. They can be trees there. doesn't bother me. Gotcha. No, I was looking at my yard and I was like, hmm, boy, if that tree right there suddenly disappeared, <laughs> that would make things a lot easier. But probably would increase my heat, my cooling bills in the summer. So it's a, it's a catch-22, you know? There you go. That's funny. So it has been, um, you were a guest on the podcast in season one, episode nine, and uh, it's been a long time since you've been on. So because you haven't been on in a long time, let's, and we've had a lot of uh, new guests and a lot of new people tuning into the show. So why don't you introduce yourself, tell a little bit about yourself and what you do. Who are you? Who are you? And who are you? And who is your daddy? What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Scott Hebert. I'm from Chilliwack, BC. That's like an hour outside side of Vancouver. So I'm on the West coast of Canada. Mm. Um, two years ago, I started my own farm. So I've been doing that. I've been trying to transition to going full time on that. And then last year I started, um, my own podcast on about, uh, it's called Stoic metal and it's about Stoic philosophy. Stoic metal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good show. So great. I mean, yeah. And then we connected, um, I think through Drew Sample and the Sample Hour, and it was no, kind. You, you heard you heard me on Permaculture Voices, and then you emailed me. Oh, was it that? Was that what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy, you got a good memory because I was thinking Thanks. it was through the Drew Sample connection. The Drew Sample connection. No, no, no. Then because then, then Drew found out that I got invited onto the show, and then Drew got jealous and wants <laughs> to be on the show too. Of course, because <laughs> yeah. everybody wants to be on Small Scale Life. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> the big leagues. I told you it's the big leagues, the Tom. Big leagues. Stepping up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how we roll around here. Small scale life is the big scale life. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, so you started your farm. Uh, it's a really interesting backstory there. And I know you've told it like 15 billion times. Um, do you care talking a little bit about just why farming? Why did you jump into farming? 
Um, yeah, so I was really overweight in high school, and then I uh, started doing mixed martial arts. Uh, I lost like 80 pounds. I had six fights, and I just started to see the value and benefit of eating whole foods, eating real foods, and um, I really wanted to like somehow like give back. Um, yeah. And I thought it was gonna. I thought I was gonna do the like working out thing more, like mm-hmm. keep doing the martial arts training. But then um, I really got interested in nutrition, and then um, I just like found out about this whole food, real food thing, and then yeah. I uh, bought. I bought a property with my parents. We bought five acres together. And so uh, then I realized that I could start growing the food. Uh And so then I started to think that would be pretty cool, but I want to make money doing it. I know Mm -hmm. most farms don't make money. And then I I looked for someone who was farming profitably, and I found out about this guy named Curtis Stone. He lived in Kelowna, BC. This is like two and a half hours away from me. Yeah. So I went and did a consultation with him. And then – yeah, that was just kind of how it all started out. Yeah, and that was – like we were talking about right before the podcast started, that was a sweet time to connect with Curtis because he was do, starting his videos. He had been doing it for a few years. He was developing yep. his course and his book, and, and it just was like, boom, it hit at the right time. Yeah, it was it was like really good time. There's like a – there's some kind of whatever quote, and it's like um, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm. And that was totally – that's totally what it was. Like mm. it was just like – it was like I was ready to go all in on it, and they just like they just finished the course. Like they had just finished the course when, like when I first started to look for it. Like I was probably uh, one of the first like ten, twenty people that signed up for it. So that's very and they, like yeah, they didn't even like really promote it or anything. That's at ver- the beginning. That's very Star Wars like, like the Yoda. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, that's what I'm saying. The student and the teacher, and her, <laughs> they will appear. <laughs> He's the old man on the mountain. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. And he takes the lightsaber and throws it over his shoulder. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, you are come from the. It's I called it the uh, what did I call it the school the Curtis Scones Curtis Stone School of Urban Farming or uh, Market Gardening. And I, I, he's done some really interesting stuff and I'm really glad that you picked that up. So, um, yeah, it's totally cool. I didn't realize that you bought the property with, with your parents. I thought they had it and you, you kind of took some of, you, you kind of co-opted some of it for this operation. I didn't know you, you co-bought it with them. Um, they, they previously owned it with my grandma. My grandma passed away. Gotcha. And then, so I bought my grandma's house ah. off of them ah so yeah so i own like 13 percent of the property i own like the value of my house very cool of the property yeah so yeah so they had it and then i just bought onto it or whatever but yep yeah and you you um uh just for those who haven't looked at your farm or, or know anything about you um you you cut up the lawn right you took out the lawn and you started developing your beds that are 30 inches wide 25 feet long you put in water systems i mean you you really adopted the the Curtis Stone method. Yeah, yeah. I started hustling right away. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I got after it, for sure. Well, you kind of had yeah. to, too, right? Yeah, definitely had to. You, like, if you're going to... There's no point in half-assing stuff. Mm. Um, there's just... Like, once I was committed to it, uh, I was just in. I was, yeah. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I have a personality trait where if I find something that sparks my interest or, like, piques my interest a little bit, like, I don't question it. I just fucking go okay go into it you know what i mean yeah so like that's what happened with the farming thing i was just like oh i just love this like i didn't i didn't have to like justify it and be like oh this is why i love it i just like i was just like this is this is cool i like this right i want to try this out and then that's pretty much the same thing with the with like the stoicism Mm -hmm. thing that's which i'm sure we'll talk about later but that's pretty much how that started too i was just like i was just like into it and i was just like oh sweet there's an opportunity here 
Hmm. That's good because my personality type, I um, I have squirrel syndrome. So I see something shiny over there and it's like, squirrel! And I'm, oh, hey, look at this. And I'm over here. And, and uh, to have that focus and drive um, is great. I think that's awesome trait to have. And uh, sometimes I wish I wasn't so um, squirrel driven, so to speak. So yeah. <laughs> I, I get like that too. Yeah. Um, I definitely get, oh yeah, for sure. Everybody deals with distraction and stuff like that. Um, I just think that I'm better at, I'm just like, like if there was 25 things, if I had a list of like my top 25 things that I wanted to do, I'm really good about saying no to number six through 25. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Mm. Because, I have a like, lot of number not, ones. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not like number, it's not like number 50 that's going to distract you from mm. getting your shit done though. It's like, it's like number seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's yeah. like that thing that's like, just like a little bit outside where it's like, oh, well you really like fishing. I'm like, yeah, I, I do like fishing. It's wow. fun, right? Yeah, I like and that. And it's like, yeah, but that's in the summertime. That's when you go to farm. It's like, oh, shit. Mm. Well, maybe I, maybe I can't go fishing for a couple of years. I'm okay with that. Mm. Right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one of the things I want to do more of. Um, but <laughs> uh, I'm not running a farm either. Um, no, I totally forgot what I was going to ask you when you were talking. But, um, <laughs> but no, um, focus uh squirrel moment um you almost where i was going with my question is you had i mean this was the path you chose and you kind of got a lack of better word kick towards it because this is where you had to go part of your story is you were working with your dad and then the shop closed and it's closed pretty suddenly and suddenly boom you're doing the farming thing you almost kind of had to unless unless you got a different job and delayed it yeah Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just like I was working at this um, job with my dad. We were doing kitchen cabinets together, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I was just always thinking, like, man, I would much rather start a farm. I'd much rather start a farm. But I was always like, I always had the excuse in my head that like um, I was stuck at this job. Yeah. Right. So that's why I couldn't farm. Mm -hmm. And then so then one day my dad's like, the shop's shutting down in two months, and I was like, oh shit, like. Mm I guess I'm starting my farm then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's all I wanted to do. And uh, if that excuse wasn't there anymore, I didn't really have anything else. It was like, yeah, I was scared. Definitely, mm-hmm. it was just, it was a lot. It was a, the whole lot. Past couple of years has just been whirlwind. So yeah, yeah. Well, and let's talk about that time frame a little bit. And the reason why I'm spending a little bit of time on that is I do have some followers who um, that I've talked to that want to know a little bit more about business. And I think in some cases. Um, that's that fear of starting it keeps them on the sidelines for a while and they don't start until they get the big kick to the door i just had a friend who lost a job um you know things didn't work out and and they're they're going to be kind of doing some soul searching and what they want but this is sometimes that's an opportunity right i mean and this kind of feeds into the stoicism where uh, that you talk about is you know instead of panicking and falling apart this might be an opportunity a door is closing a door is opening you know there might be different another door that you haven't seen yet that opens to you again, like the teacher student thing again, you know, when you're ready, that thing presents itself. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You never get like events by themselves aren't um, negative or positive. That's kind of what you project onto it. Right. So yep. like you getting or me getting fired or your friend getting fired or losing their job or whatever. Right. You like, I'm like, I know personally like me, I'm like, I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is terrible. Ah, panic. Right. Worst thing ever. Ah, yep. but that's, that's not what, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Right. The truth is, like, you lost your job. Now it's like, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, the more, the just calmly, more rationally that you can approach that situation, the better you're going to do instead of having to project on, like, that negativity onto it. Because the event by itself is not bad, right? Right. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, totally. I mean, maybe you're working for a complete tyrant, or maybe there's something that you haven't seen yet that's going to fulfill you in other ways, right? Totally. And uh, yep. maybe it's social capital, maybe it's monetary, maybe it's maybe it's just leaving the world a little better place. And you couldn't do that because you were stuck in the middle of a grind, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. So, um, shifting gears a little bit, I was listening to a different podcast, and they were talking about agriculture and um, I've got some friends in Big Ag, and I was talking to Danielle Freeman about that just recently. And they were talking about the cost of entry into farming. And um, it's steep. I mean, for Big Ag, the, uh, just the cost is ridiculous. And I know um, when you started this, when you started your farm, you yeah. ran a Kickstarter. Uh, you sold your truck. I mean, you did some things. Um, can you talk a little bit about getting that startup capital and how you did it? Yeah. So the first thing I did was I tried to figure out how much money I was going to need, right? Because that's obviously going to make a big difference, right? Right. right. So that's why I went and did the consulting with Curtis because he was going to be able to tell me if I was going to do this spin farming thing like he was doing, Mm -hmm. he was going to be able to tell me what I needed to get, right? right? So it ended up being like 20,000 bucks would have been like a really good amount of money to get. Sure. Right? Sure. I didn't have 20,000 bucks just later. No, not many people do. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had a truck, though, and that was paid off. And I had, and I decided to do a Kickstarter to raise some money. Mm-hmm. So I raised like 5,600 bucks from the Kickstarter. I ended cool. up keeping like, I think I had to pay out like 2,000 bucks to just for uh, rewards and stuff. But sure. I kept like $3,600 from that. And then I sold my truck, paid off some personal debt, and um, spent the rest of my farm. Very cool. Got a cheap car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I did that. I made sacrifices, right? I knew yeah. what I wanted to I knew where I wanted to go, so it made it really easy to say like yes or no. Yep. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people that would have kept the truck and been like would have never wanted to start a farm, but that's not what I was doing. I knew where I wanted mm-hmm. to go. And like that truck wasn't important to me. Mm-hmm. So it's just a truck, just a vehicle, four seats and a steering wheel. So quote from planes, trains and auto- automobiles comes to mind <laughs> there, but uh four F and wheels in a seat. But um you started off debt free. And that's a big yeah. deal. And mm-hmm. um, and and are you debt free today? Just I mean, you don't yeah, have yeah. to give me numbers or anything, but okay, that's huge. Yeah. That is huge because uh, we've talked about it here on the show. Um, I think episode fifteen of of twenty seventeen last season. We we were debt free here in our house, and it just gives you that amount of freedom, right? I mean, you don't have to pay a creditor for a credit card and a car payment and a mortgage and all those things that chew up your money, and that boxes you in. That's one less step of freedom. Would you agree? Ah. Um, when did I lose my recording? No, when when I was recording with Drew and. Uh, I had some. I was using a Skype recorder software, and it it yep. fouled a couple times, and I lost. Uh, it, the recording got all screwed up, um, and I actually got it. He was recording on his end, so I I was able to save the <laughs> save the podcast. I decided I was not going to go down that route again. So um, I've got a recorder here, and I've got a mixer, and a, and you know I spent a little bit of money to to make sure that. Uh, I don't lose that kind of stuff because, you know, you're spending your time and, and it's not fair to, hey, let's re-record because my stuff didn't work. You know what I mean? Yep. So um, that wouldn't be fair to people. And I figured, it, it, no, I didn't lose anything. So it, it was weird because I was getting in. I was just ramping up for a question and all of a sudden it just went dead. So 
<laughs> bloop, bloop. bloop. <laughs> it's like, he's not answering me. Did I ask the wrong question? Let me, let me try that again. <laughs> was I being offensive? <laughs> I was asking about money. Hmm, maybe yeah. he didn't want to answer me. He's just gone. Oh, so, okay. Where were we? In, right where we were? Yeah, we were talking about the Kickstarter a little bit and starting well, without well, debt. Yeah, you asked about debt. Yeah. Do you just want to... Lead it in somehow from that? Yeah. Um, okay. So you generated funds from the Kickstarter and selling your truck, and you started debt free. Um, you know, we're debt free here at the house, um, and we want to keep, we want to be debt free as much as possible, possible because I think being debt free gives you freedom, right? You can move, yeah. you can make move, you can live on very little, really, if you're debt free. So are you still operating debt free? And what's your philosophy about debt in business? Um, yeah, I'm debt free with my business right now. Um, I had the $20,000 that I thought I wanted to put into it. Sure. And, um, I knew that for the first couple of years, unless I was going to get a really good return on that money that I wasn't going to put like any more than that in. Uh-huh. I think that's a really big, I think that's a really good idea when you're going to start a business to pick how much money that you're going to spend before, because other, cause you can always spend more money. Um, oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not necessarily opposed to debt in a business. Um, but I mean, there's high risk debt and low risk debt, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I would definitely go into debt if I thought that, um, I could expand enough to like meet a market opportunity or something, but just to spend 20 to $40,000 just cause I want to farm. That's not really an option for me. Right. Right. No, yeah. I, I'd like to explore that a little bit about high risk debt versus low risk. Um, let me give you a little bit about my background that I haven't talked about yet. Uh, for a while I was, uh, I guess management. I'll, I'll put the big air quotes management. No, I was management. I was management at a consulting firm, and uh, we were borrowing money um, each two weeks, every two weeks to make payroll. And we had debts, and it was a mess. And when the banks, this is back in the crunch of 2000, oh, well, it was still bad in 2012, and they were really worried because the banks were starting to crunch down on their credit um, about making payroll. And they didn't know if they were going to make payroll or not because it was all like a revolving credit card. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about high high debt or high risk versus low risk. What I mean, in urban farming, what do you th- how do you classify that? Um, well, I would say that like you have to know what your market is and where you're going to sell to. That's mm-hmm. your biggest thing. That's mm-hmm. your biggest obstacle. Um, it's going to be with any business, right? Sure. Like having your market and stuff. So, I mean, if there was an opportunity where I just didn't like, if I could sell a hundred thousand dollars worth of produce and I just didn't have the equipment to be producing a hundred thousand dollars worth of produce and I need to spend whatever, 20,000 bucks. Well, maybe that's a good opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that most of the time that, uh, it's going to be high risk. You're not like most of the time that you're not trying to meet that demand, right? Right. That demand just doesn't exist. So right. you're just going to be spending money just to be spending money, which sure. is not something that you want to do ever. Right. right. Well, and, and in this, um, in any business, uh, whether it's podcasting with all the fancy microphones and mixer boards and recorders or, or farming where you can buy the, uh, the flame weeder or the Jang or the, you know, all this different yeah. kind of gear. I mean, some of it's going to help you, but some of it, maybe not so much, right? Totally. Yeah. You can always spend more money. That's always an option in any business. So, but that's not necessarily the right option ever. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Like the less, the least money that you spend, the more you get to take home. Right. 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 But with yeah. that being said, you also have to spend money to make money. Yep. That's true so, too. It's part of business, right? It's part of, that's why most people's first businesses don't work out. So most people's second businesses don't work out, right? It's hard. It's tough. It's really right. tough. So you got to use wisdom. Yeah. And I think, I think one area, um, 
you know, another part of our lives. Um, my wife was running a small scale flower operation here. It was a wedding flower business. And, and sometimes it's hard to, to charge enough for your product, yeah. your, your service. Um, uh, are you following Curtis Stone's pricing or have you kind of found a sweet spot in your, your neck of the woods? Um, I'm just selling right now grocery stores. Okay. Um, so my prices are set. It is what it is. Uh, I get a good price for it. I get like uh, just about 10 bucks a pound for my lettuce. So I'm pretty happy with that. Cool. Um, so it's a good, I, I get fair prices on all my stuff. Pretty happy with it. Good. I mean, will they take more? Are you hitting their their demand? How is how is your market there? Um, it's good. I can go into more stores. This this past year, it was my first year selling to grocery stores, and so okay. I just wanted to do two stores and kind of hit a, like crush it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to hit a home run. Um, so and that's good, what good, I tried to get do. good reviews and good rapport with them, and hit and yeah, hit yeah. that. So yeah. That's what I did this year. I just did that. I just only did, and I only told them that I was just going to have lettuce. Mm. And like maybe I'll have some spinach and stuff, but just like the only thing I'm guaranteeing is that I'm going to have lettuce. So um, it went really, really well. Uh, I didn't have any returns all year. Oh, that's any great. Products. Yeah. So awesome. It was pretty neat. Um, yeah. The guys, I just showed up with what I said I was going to bring like pretty much every time. Um, if there was an issue, I just texted them and told them they're like all the grocery store guys are like super low maintenance to, to, to deal with. You get paid on time. Um, my one my one grocery store does like direct deposit once a mm. month, so just get everything put in. Wow, it's really right, so. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You don't have yeah. to deal with those uncomfortable calls. Hey, uh, dude, where's my money? Where's my money? <laughs> where's where's my, my money? money? Yeah, I'm no, gonna so I'm cool. gonna send uh, uh, Guido and Vinny over there. I'm gonna break some <laughs> legs. You know, this is Tommy Cakes. Hey, hey, hey. give me some yeah. money, right? <laughs> yeah, don't have to don't have to deal with any of that. So, no. um, so it's really nice to to um to do that. So. I can increase the number of stores that I'm in, cool. and I can increase the number of products that I'm in. This wow. year, I'll just just do a couple more stores. I think I think I'll do yeah. mm, three or four stores this year, and then just worry about kind of figuring out more production issues that I've had from last year. Right, right. No, and I remember we were talking. I don't know if it was part of, might have been part of that episode with Drew. Um, but I, I remember, or maybe it was you and Drew talking about the the trouble with the farmers market that you were having up there, and you were doing some brainstorming on other places where you could get your product in, and you know, uh, grocery stores is one, and then we were talking about maybe senior centers or something like that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was part of that conversation at some point, but uh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. I, I, that's awesome. How did you get your nose into a supermarket? And, and don't give any trade secrets, but did you know somebody, <laughs> or did you just go in there and say, "Hey, here's my product, pay me, baby." I walked in and I said, do you want the best lettuce in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I knew that most of the time, okay, most farmers are hippies and stuff. And so Mm. they're just really unreliable. Like they don't do the things that they say they're going to do. So Mm -hmm. that makes it really easy. You just got to go in and do the things that you say you're going to do. Right. Like make a promise and then deliver on that promise. So I didn't promise anything crazy. I just walked in and I said, hey, guess what? Um, this I'm going to be doing this grown. next year. Yep. But one of my mentors in Kelowna has been selling this for like um, three fifteen a bag. Um, I've done all this research and stuff, so I know how to make my product last a long time. Um, I know a big part of the problem with like uh, with having a local lettuce in grocery stores is the shelf life just doesn't last. Mine lasts two weeks, so I give them samples. I was like, "Here's one to try, and here's one to keep in the cooler." Cool. Um, and I'll come back in two weeks. Hmm. And so I just. Went back in two weeks, nice. and then uh, like none of it was. It was all perfect. Oh wow! <laughs> there was 
Yeah, so I went like the one guy was like totally. It was really funny. The one store I went to, the guy was just like, he's just like, no, he's like, it just doesn't last, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll just come back in two weeks. And I came back in two weeks, and he's like, man, there was two leaves <laughs> that went bad in the whole friggin' bag. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right. What's up? Yeah. So, yeah. So that was pretty much it. Um, that's great, dude. Yeah, and then uh, and then I just like like I said, you got to make promises that you can deliver on. Yep. So I I said, hey, I'm gonna try to have spinach and arugula and this other thing, but I'm just guaranteeing that I'm going to have lettuce. Nice. Right? So then mm-hmm. I did that, and then anytime I had extra stuff, then it was just like, and I had extra stuff most of the year, but when I had extra stuff, it was just like, it was gravy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so it, that was really cool. So now I can, now I can worry about, now, like, that will be a really good, that will be a really good cornerstone of my business, having, having those sales there. So now I can try to increase the amount of bags that I'm selling per store. Sure. I can also increase the amount of products I'm selling per store. So yeah. first thing I'll do this year is I'll focus on my production and increasing the number of bags at each store. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And see, see where that takes you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, wow, that's great. I, you, I, I just I know that uh, I know we do have some market gardeners that are starting up, some people that are just starting farming. Uh, Michael Bell, I know you've talked with Michael a little bit over Instagram yep. or DMs, and and he's got his own little process. and And if you haven't heard that podcast, everybody go listen to that one. Michael Bell is great, and uh, he's doing something a little different, just serving a really small market. But well, yeah, he's, he's looking to explode he's too. Kids and, he's got a kids and job and works out and stuff too, right? So it's just a, <laughs> just a different. Like I'm just I'm single, right? Yeah. I'm single. I've got a job and I'm pretty much debt free other yeah. than my house. Yeah. So I've just got a lot of um, room to maneuver, right? Right. It's pretty much just as hungry as I want to be. So yeah. um, different different people got to start out different ways, right? Yeah. We were talking before about. Like uh, just this fear of starting out or whatever, but yep. I think that's a, like I don't. I think you got to compare apples to apples. Like mm-hmm. that's just not the same thing, right? No. Like you, like if you were going to start a farm, your farm wouldn't look like my farm. Your farm wouldn't look like Mike's farm. Correct. Right. Right. All different. So All different. I think you just got to do what you can at the time, and I'm yeah. just blessed with an opportunity where I get um, quite a lot of freedom to do what I want. Yeah, that's totally cool, man. That is totally yeah. cool. So. <sighs> You had a really good, I mean, from my perception, just looking at your Instagram and, you know, talking over Instagram messages and stuff. I mean, it looks like you had a good year and uh, yeah. you talked about expansion at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. What, what's your plan? Um, I think I'm, well, I'm just going to plot out some more beds. Okay. Uh, I'm probably going to switch up just a little bit of things. Not, not okay. much. I'm not expanding really that much. Sure. Um, I just got to do what I'm doing better. Okay. Yeah. Right, perfect the um, process. You bet. Yeah, yeah. Like, so say if my system, say if my system could do X amount of dollars, I was only doing Y amount mm. of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So I need to get mm-hmm. it to X because cool. that's where I thought I wanted to be. Nice. So it's just, yeah, it's about uh, more getting it there. So expansion for next year, mm, I'm not really gonna do that much differently. I just gotta kind of just do things different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so, better planning, yeah. better prep, better, you know, just getting yeah. the stuff in the ground and keeping it watered and then harvest yeah. and move like a move I was pretty stressed quickly. out um like all last season. Oh wow. Um so it's just it's tough. <laughs> so, uh I just think this year I'm going to be I'm just in a lot better place yeah. mentally and physically, so um just uh I think it's going to be a lot easier and I've just got another year under my belt now, right? Sure. Like I'm still so fresh into it. It's just it's so funny. Sometimes people talk to me and I'm just like, why are you asking me stuff? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but you're doing it. That, and then people want to know, you know? I mean, you've done, you're doing something that maybe they thought about or maybe it seems so 
like maybe they want to, you know, I mean, you've oh, yeah. got a little bit of experience there. Yeah. I think there's a, quite a lot of people that want to, um, yeah. that like, there's definitely some people that get to call the farm yep. and they definitely love doing it. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, uh, start doing a vlog. Nice. Put it on, yeah. Put it on YouTube once a week. So very cool, dude. Well, and you can always, you know, I'll, I'll share it or you, if you want to, or whatever, share it in small scale life. Cause I think some people are really, really interested in that kind of thing. And, um, it's good content. So I, I was wondering if you were going to build like a hoop house, like Curtis has and start doing tomatoes or some crazy thing and, you know, geothermal uh, heating and all that kind of stuff. So I was curious if you were going that route. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I would like to go, I would like to do everything. Like I'm interested in everything. I'm interested mm-hmm. in all of it. Right. Um, but like, there's no point in, there's no point in spending, like I said before, like twenty, thirty thousand dollars if you're not going to be able to mm-hmm. sell it, right? Right. So I got to get the sales up first. That's yeah, more important. No, I hear you, and and that's something um, I understand. You know, just with my small gardening and trying to can and process that stuff and preserve it, that pressure. You know, you're cutting this stuff; it's going to start to rot. You know, and yeah. so you need to move. You can't sit on it. And, you know, I did that with a big a bushel of cucumbers I got at the farmer's market. And they all rotted because I was traveling around and doing other things. And by the time I got to it, it was like, well, that was a waste of 30 bucks. Yeah. Same thing with you. And that's money out of your pocket, you know. So you got to do something. Um, totally. Let's talk a little bit about um, – you know, we do talk about the. We were talking about lifting weights and everything before. Farming is physical, and especially with what you're doing. Um, yep. You're a pretty in shape guy. Did you have some problems with this kind of farming and everything and keeping up with it? Just, I mean, it's strenuous. Um, yeah, I I think um, not so much physically. Like uh-huh. I I mean, like there was definitely days where I was exhausted. Like, sure, <laughs> I was done. Um, but no, I wouldn't say. I would say as far as like physical goes, I was pretty good. Um, I do worse with like, I do worse definitely with like mental stress. Oh, okay. I, I take that a lot harder than I take sure. physical stress. Like, like whatever you put me in a situation, um, I can get out. Like physically, I can make it through it okay. But mentally stressed, I definitely that definitely does a bigger tax on me. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just you know. Okay, I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, my plan that I talked about all last year was to buy some acreage in in a rural spot and kind of kick some of this off. And my wife called me on that, and she was like, oh, we don't want to do that. Um, I don't know. Can you even keep up with that? And I was curious about the strenuous, um, you know, how much physical endurance you have to have to work your beds. You know, I mean, it's, it's a lot of bending. It's a lot of hoeing. It's a lot of, you know. You got work there, right? Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You got to work, man. <laughs> I've, 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 that's all I've ever done is physical jobs, so I don't really know any different. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like it's tough for me to be like, oh yeah, I was working in an office job, and like this is way harder. Like I don't know any other <laughs> way other than just to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I was working at a cabinet shop and doing MMA, and now I like work a physical job. Like I was working. I was working at a woodworking shop. I was working at a golf course. I was already doing like yeah. not like a really hot, not like a really intense labor job, but I was doing a labor job. And then I'm coming home and farming. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So it's like, yeah, I've been tired for the past like ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Let's um, let's but, put this like, in proper context, dude. I mean, I am a soft office worker who was in upper management and uh, worked at a desk for most of my life. So you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. No, but like, but like my brother, my brother doesn't do anything like physical like that. And yeah. if like I had to, if he had to ask me if I thought he could do it, I'd be like, no, man. Like you got, <laughs> you got it. Like you have to, you have to put like you have to get your priorities in order first, right? Yep. You got to take care of yourself before you can start like uh, really cranking that stuff out. So right. yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, yeah, it's like the the better in shape that you would be farther you could go right 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 and yep. i mean the like if you look at all the guys that are making the most money um they're not fat really, they're, they're not, not out fat. of shape yeah they're not fat. there's some bigger guys but they're not fat right like, they're like they're healthy fat you know what i mean right they might just be carrying some healthy weight fat. but uh yeah no that's <laughs> funny mean, there was a there was a kid that came in today at, at my <clears throat> at my new job they were hiring someone um to replace me when i like oh go down to part-time in the spring sure um so this kid comes in and he's overweight my dad says like mm. how do you think that he'll do and i said i don't know man but like if you're overweight like that that's a pretty good indicator of uh that you just didn't put a lot of work into something Ooh. <laughs> isn't it though? yeah 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 your lack of discipline, <laughs> lack of discipline. yeah it mm, is where's though. the like, doritos am i gonna work out no i'm gonna have doritos man that's good pretty much there's like i mean people can um people can be hard working in different areas but right. Um, I mean, that's definitely one where it's just like, oh, no, that guy did not work hard in that area. Yep. No, I got right? you. Yep. It's yep. an indicator. It sure is. Uh, like a judgmental or not or whatever, but. I'm feeling very sure. damned at the moment. I'm feeling very, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Greg Burns and Drew Sample and Danielle and you guys, I know you're laughing at me right now for going down this rabbit hole, but it has to be asked. So there. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, that's why I got to go to Hogtoberfest. I think we'd have a good laugh. So, um, <laughs> no, that's good to know. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I fart around in my garden stuff and, uh, you know, I've done that for years, but it's not, you know, money's not on the line. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. it's more for our personal enjoyment or giving away as gifts or, you know, giving away to a neighbor or something. It's not yeah. money on the line. So I'm, I was just curious about that. So no, it's no, it's definitely it's it's definitely physical. And like, I think that there's I, yeah, there's definitely people that I don't know if I'm not saying this about you, but there's definitely people that could not do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 100 percent. Yeah. Um, and like some days I think it's me. <laughs> some days I get tired and grumpy and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you're getting it figured out, you know, and you're doing the work. And, um, yeah. you know, it's it's for a person on the outside looking in, uh, really impressive. So I uh, got to give you kudos, man. Um, okay. One area of expansion that I have to discuss. And. Uh, if you listen to Small Scale Life, I had uh, a couple B guys on. You know, uh, Michael Jordan, the man, the friendly friar, the B whisperer. I had him on. I know you had, and if you look at your Instagram, best of nine, best nine of twenty seventeen, you had those beehives in the corner. Are you going to get into bees? That is a question. Um, well, see, that's you know how we we're talking before about being a squirrel with your head cut off. Yeah, man. Um, I like bees. Yep. I'm super interested in them, but that's kind of like I got stuff to do before I do that. Right? Yeah. Right. So um, I went to a beekeeping seminar, like my bee club seminar, mm-hmm. whatever, like intro to beekeeping thing in the yeah. spring. Yeah. Um, and then I was just thinking like, cause I've always been interested in bees. Like that's kind of yep. what first kind of got like sent me down this path or whatever. Oh really? I didn't and know then, that. Okay. Yeah. I just like, I was just in, like, it was just one of those things where I was just like, Oh, what's happening with the bees. Right. And you mm-hmm. decides, uh, 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 mm-hmm. right. And I like, <laughs> whatever, watch all the videos and stuff. But, um, 
no, what, for me, I'm kind of like Michael Jordan. Hey, I can make some tasty mead, and my first batch of mead, exactly. my only batch of mead sucked. So um, <clears throat> I got to work on that. We keep continue. Do go on. Um, so I went to this beekeeper meeting this spring, and then um, like the next day, maybe maybe like two days later, mm-hmm. um, the guy that did the video for my Kickstarter messaged me and said, "Hey, my buddy Matt." needs a place to keep his bees oh and i was like oh fuck perfect bring them over to my house yeah <laughs> so, so that was it so then i got bees um nice but they're not my bees right i didn't have to do anything i just had this other guy that brought them there and kept them there and it was uh yeah it was that's fine. the best was, of both that's the best of both worlds you know oh I mean, yeah totally yeah it was definitely it was kind of like that thing we were talking about before like when the i don't know just good timing again i'm just yeah. i'm just loose and fluid so i can uh Say yes to opportunities when they're good, right? Yeah, right. Did you get some uh, honey out of it? Did you get some comb or anything? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got a lot. I got. A, oh nice. <coughs> I just got honey the other day. Um, did yeah, you make yeah, any yeah. meat out of it? No, I didn't do any meat. Mm. I just had honey. Mm. I'm not drinking for. I'm not drinking for 2018. So. Ooh, I shouldn't tell yeah. you what I'm drinking then. So okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Moonshiners before this, but it is not moonshine. So you know. <clears throat> that's funny. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, and you know. We don't have to do it all. I think that's something I'm learning, too. You know, we don't have to do it all. And if we outsource a little bit of this, I mean, you had a spot, bees, they'll help the plants. Um, you'll get a little out of it. You'll help a friend out. I think that's great. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, and it's like I, I'm interested in bees, um, but I just that will just like so say if I have whatever 10 units of time, mm-hmm. the bees are going to take two units of time yeah. right, or yeah. one unit. Yep. And it's like, what what else can I be doing with that unit of time right now? Right. Like, I'm already I'm already not full time on my own business. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this podcast that I'm doing. Yeah, and I have a full time job. Sure. So that's kind of that's like my one, two, three. Right. Yeah. So exactly. it's like anything else is gonna if anything else takes away from those things, like I gotta get my shit together first. Like once I can go full time working for myself on my own business, then I'll then I'll be able to quit my job. So that will free up quite a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I can do all stuff. Then I can get my chickens back. And then I can get bees. And I can do other things. But we'll see how that shakes out once I get there. How that looks. Oh, that's right. You had chickens, didn't you? Yeah. Was that last year or the year before? Um, uh, I'm not sure. I got rid of them in maybe 2016. Okay. Okay. So I had them, yeah, from like 2015 to like 2016, probably. Okay. That was that. Um, I was just looking around. Jules is still upstairs. That's something that she said that we should get this year is chickens in this you little urban chicken. homestead. Chickens are great. <laughs> chickens are great. Chickens and, are fun. Yeah. Okay. Can good. You have chickens at your house? I've never had chickens before. Uh, dude, I'm a house? city slicker. Hey, all you uh, Ohio can you, folk. Can you have them? Can you Yes, have I can. I can have up oh, to yeah. like oh, six yeah. before I need an inspection. So I can have oh, yeah. you know, quite them. a few. Do it. Okay. Do it. Get all hens. All hens? Yeah, I don't want a rooster. Yep. So, okay. So Perfect. this is the announcement, everybody. We are going to do a little urban homesteading this year. So that's why it's nice. kind of popping up in the uh, in the podcast the other day. But uh, <clears throat> Um, I have no idea what kind. I haven't. I'm going to have to build a coop. I'm going to have to do some stuff. So, um, yeah. I mean, like, if uh, yeah, you're going to have to do, figure it out. It's fun. There's a there's a really good resource called Backyard Chickens. Okay, uh, you can figure it out. But chickens are pretty low maintenance. They're yeah. pretty easy to get to. Um, if you're only going to do six chickens, you don't have to really worry about. Like when I went went and got my chickens, I knew I was going to have like under twenty chickens. Uh-huh. So um, under twenty, I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, I have lots of room, right? I had tons of room, but I wasn't going to get like 150 or something. Like I wasn't doing it for production. So yeah. if you're just going to do it for fun, you can just get like, you can get, um, 
you can just get like fun breeds and stuff, right? Mm. You can get like six different types of like crazy looking chickens. Oh, okay. Like, I had chickens that laid green eggs. I had chickens that laid brown eggs. You know, so it was neat. I had like uh, I had I had a whole bunch of different types. I had uh, I had buffalo orpingtons, lavender orpingtons, uh, black orpingtons. I had these ones called cream leg bars. Oh my god. Um, yes, like all these Morans. They were like really cool. Um, yeah, the chickens are fun. Chickens okay, are definitely fun. Cool. I like them. Well, that'll be just a whole different element here. So, yeah, we're going to – again, I'm looking around because um, we're going to be transforming this place a little bit here in the next year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Actually, the next couple of years. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, Jules wants chickens. So if she Good. says, get let's get chickens, get chickens, let's do chickens. She was a little nervous about the bees, but uh, we'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah, no, bees are, bees are cool too. But, I mean, yeah. you definitely – like part of that is you got to have uh, – if everyone's not in, it's not. It's not fun, right? Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Get chickens. Get chickens for sure. Get chickens. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I support you. I support that. 100%. You support that one hundred percent. Okay. Cool. That's good. And the permit fee is really low. It's like twenty five bucks, and you know, oh, yeah. you're good Don't to go. Don't worry about and, it. Yeah, I'm not worried about yeah. it. So, um, okay. So enough about me <clears throat> and chickens. Uh, discussing the future a little bit more. Um, do you see any big challenges coming up this year, or anything that you're going to have to overcome on the farm? Nope, just uh, just money in market, pretty much. Just I'm still working a full time job. I gotta save money. I gotta spend money, yep. um, and I gotta try to increase my sales. So, okay. just the pretty basic regular stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Regular stuff. Um, and you're still working part time. Um, do yeah. you? This will probably be what you need to do until you really get humming in your processes and yeah. everything. Okay, cool. And then the last question before we get into stoic metal, uh, if you start, this is a big loaded question. One of the big thinker ones, if you started all over again from scratch, what would you do differently? Yeah, I was thinking about this. Um, I don't know if I would like do something differently. I just noticed that every time that I was, I think my instincts were, are really good. Like looking back, I think my instincts were pretty good and I should have listened to my instincts more. Mm. Um, I should have just doubled down and bet on myself more. Like, um, anytime that I pulled off the gas a little bit when I shot when I when I um, thought that I should have been pressing down. Sure. Um, it kind of came back to bite me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that I should have just listened to myself a lot more. Hmm. Um, that's what I would do differently for sure. I just would have kept that hammer down. I would have stayed in shape. I would have. Uh, worked out all the time like i would have done like i don't think i would have made like you're gonna make mistakes in business i think no matter what you do hopefully you don't but yeah right uh, yeah but well um, if you didn't you wouldn't be human you know we're not all ai yet you know so so we're gonna make mistakes like yeah i don't think i made any big mistakes like i didn't make any like big mistakes where it was like oh shit like i really fucked that up like i don't i don't think i did anything like that where i would do something different like that but um definitely just would have listened to myself a lot more um I think I probably would have started a vlog the whole time. Okay. Well, and that's that's just it. I mean, um, you know, if you look at somebody who started in 2009, like I know um, some of my blogging friends um, have started in 2009 and they're they're way up here, you know, and you're just down here. And you can't compare those two because they've started earlier. They've got a head start on you. And you just – you start where you're at, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I would have have definitely – that is – I would have started over – I would have – definitely started earlier like yeah before i left that job with my dad mm. i would have started everything earlier i just would have started like yeah everybody's waiting for these damn opportunities and stuff or like something to happen but like just get started right right no that's cool man i mean 
we're going to be following you. I'm going to be following you uh, next year because I think it's really exciting. And, and I really like what you've done with the place and the farm and, and where you're going. And uh, I think it's great. Cool. Thanks, Tom. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Totally. So let's talk Stoke Metal. Okay. Let's do that. so 2017 october you launched the stoic metal podcast so what are you focused on Uh, obviously stoicism but um you know i I listened to a couple of your podcasts and and what's driving you man why stoicism um so i started reading about it at the end or hmm, beginning of last year like 2000 I guess when I like I kind of started figuring out stoicism and farming at the same time, but I wasn't really like I don't know stoicism thing was interesting, but I was just more interested in the farming. Like you know what I mean? It was just taking up all this time. Okay. Um, and then I read this book called The Obstacles of the Way by Ryan Holiday, and I really liked that mm. book. Um, and it was about like um, turning your trials into triumphs. Uh-huh. Like um, instead of if something like instead of getting taken down by something, you you build it into a better opportunity for yourself. Hmm. Um, so then. Um, so then I was going to go into this farmer's market at the, mm, the shit, 2016, I guess. Yep. Man, I'm sorry. I'm just having like, no, no, no. Like, oh my goodness. I've been going for two years now. <laughs> I um, know, dude, this is two years of this fun. Yeah. Right. And so, you were, cause, cause yeah, when so, you first started, you were thinking farmer's market, like Curtis Stone, and this is where I'm going to make my sales. And then it didn't work out for you. Yeah. Was I, did I talk to you after that? Uh, no, well, we, well, we've talked, but you know, I was following was you too. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I don't think, cause at that time, cause it was early, uh, 2016, you were looking forward to getting in the farmer's markets, but, um, yeah. you know, since then, cause I was listening to your weekly podcast with Drew, I knew things weren't working out so much. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I was going to go into this farmer's market and then long story short, two weeks before I was supposed to go in, uh, the guy texted me and he said, Hey, uh, based on the crops that uh you're gonna be having we're not gonna be able to offer you a spot in the market you're out right? so, yeah yeah so i was like okay so i really wanted to like be upset about that and like just kind of crumble right mm-hmm. but instead i just thought like this isn't bad this is different and then i did something about it so yeah. i started this buying club thing like right away i started to do that and then that was like the first i was like i had read this ryan holiday's book and um, that had kind of taught me this how to like walk through this process mm. um, that like I'm supposed to like like this event is just itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not positive or negative. It just is its own thing. Hmm. Like getting in the farmer's market is not negative or positive. It's just you just didn't get in the farmer's market. Right. And then um, and then I knew I was supposed to like um, default onto action. So that's what I did. I d- defaulted onto like what was my next thing that I was going to do. Hmm. And then I was like, damn, this is like really cool because um, because like in a backhanded way, me not getting into the farmer's market ended up allowing me to have more time to go do restaurants. And then that ended up having allowed me to have more time to go to the grocery store. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's right. like this. It's like this whole like crazy thing where it's like I didn't get in the farmer's market, but now I'm at grocery stores, which is like way better making more money. With less products, with less stress, and they direct deposit the money in that bank account. <laughs> right? And you're not dealing with uh, <clears throat> maybe some diva chefs or something like that, or diva yeah, yeah. clients. Yeah. And so, stuff like that. so yeah. I was like, so I was like, well, what's going on with this whole stoicism thing? And then there was a couple more books that came out through the, over the past whatever year and a half, and then so I really started going deeper on it. Um, but I learned through audio, so I looked for podcasts. There wasn't any podcasts, and I just thought, can I be the guy that has this podcast? And it's like, well, no, not really, because like I don't really know anything. So then I started this. I started the so I started it anyway. Hmm. <laughs> um, I started it, and I just came from the angle of like I don't know that much yet, but I'm like learning alongside everyone. 
No, that's so, cool. And and you had even kicked that off, and then you pulled it back and like redid a few podcasts yeah, yeah. Or, or started over again. I mean, yep. to get better quality, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I started off, and um, I didn't think that I had to like, like. So when someone's, I was kind of thinking that when someone new comes to your podcast. So say there's like 50 episodes of a new yep. podcast, right? Yep. So it's Tom's like sees it and he's like, it's the first time. So he's going to go, he's going to click on my most recent one. He's going to like listen to it and be like, bam, bam, and then listen to my <laughs> little intro or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like, okay, the audio sounds pretty good. Okay, what's he talking about? Oh, yeah, I think I'll listen to a couple episodes of this. So then he'll probably go through the first like couple most recent ones, click on them and he'll be like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll listen to this show. Sure. And then he'll go back to the beginning and start from there, right? Oh, well, that's man. what most people do. We'll binge on them, right? Yeah, they will. So, um. So, like, my first couple episodes, I didn't think that I had to do, like, a history of stoicism mm. or, like, I thought I could kind of skip um, some parts of it mm-hmm. um, because I thought my audience would be a little bit more up to speed. But then um, but then I just had, like, a much more generalized audience um, was listening to the show than I thought. And I also had learned quite a bit more yeah. from, like, from the end of November to um, to April. Yeah. That's when I relaunched it. So, I was just – I just knew more. I just knew better stuff. Um I could fix the. I had some just some dumb stuff that I said. Um, I had kind of committed to. <laughs> I kind of committed to doing this reading list thing, and uh, I really didn't. I didn't le- really like doing that. Uh, um, so, so you're was, reading a book like Marcus Aurelius or something like that. No, no, I just had this reading list. So I, oh, like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So once every like once a month, I would do like a book, right? Oh. But I kind of had it in order, so then I just kind of felt like I was like fixed on that order, and like I picked the order out when like I don't know, I just didn't like it. So I was just like, screw it, I can just. I can just relaunch it and put it the way that I want to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I took it all down, relaunched it, and uh, yeah, it's been going really well. That's awesome, dude, because I commend you on that because I was listening to my first uh, – our first podcast together, and I was doing the very Diego thing, the very low energy, you know, welcome to the Small Scale Life podcast. I'm NPR, but in a podcast form. And you develop your voice over time, right? And uh yep. I mean, you got a lot, you got good energy coming into it. And, uh, you know, the podcasts I were listening to were really interesting. Yeah. The, well, well, when I was at Hogtoberfest, um, when was that? 2016? Yeah, 16. Yeah. So when I was at Hogtoberfest 2016, uh, Michael Jordan was there. Mm. And then he was making everybody laugh because that's what he does. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and he was. Uh, he With was, the turkeys, he, the whole, whole flock of turkeys yeah, following whoa. Michael Jordan. Everybody. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so he's making everybody laugh because that's what he does. Yeah. And, um, it was really funny, and he like, he, like I was thinking in my, I was kind of had like the ideas for my podcast uh-huh. then, but I didn't really know how it was going to work out. Sure, you know what I mean. So I was kind of thinking, and I, I had some doubts about like my voice, and like I was just like didn't really feel like I'd do be like a host or anything. But I, I heard Michael there, and he's making everybody laugh, and he started doing this radio voice, and he's like, he's like WKRX nine, like in Cincinnati or whatever, right? And he did like this really like funny, hilarious like radio <laughs> voice. Here, where were like, the where the voice and uh, yeah. radio voice? And doing I was this just like, everybody's, yeah. everybody's laughing and I just yeah. thought I was just like oh man that's so funny and then I was like I was like I wish I could do that and then I was like oh I can't I just have to pretend like he's pretending <laughs> so, so, then I, yeah. so then I just started pretending like I had a radio voice and um, just I kind of picked like a little format for my show I just tried to uh, yeah just tried to make it into I try to make it into like my show is going to be uh, each episode it can stand alone by itself but like the whole the whole show over time is going to be about me getting better yeah that's good i like that that's good man and and there's some good lessons learned like um 
you know, there's some really good lessons in stoicism and, and, uh, just listening to episode 17 with, uh, oh man, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Massimo Piliucci. Yes. That guy, you know, that was really interesting to talk about the disciplines and the cardinal tenets and all these things. And, and it makes a lot of sense, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's about being the best person that you can be, right? Yeah. Um, through wisdom, courage, self-discipline and, um, justice so and see i I would have thought you were picking this up from your mma days and the discipline of fighting and you know the courage and and all those pieces but this came later all this stoicism stuff oh yeah yeah. okay definitely came a lot later Mm. way later like i i um there's a do you know what a lowercase s stoic is an uppercase s stoic did you do that one no i'm a noob man i'm I'm, I'm working through it Um, (laughs) well like uh a lowercase s stoic is someone who like uh suppresses or represses their emotions Mm. but um and like that's typically what people mean when they mean like someone is being stoic. Right. I mean like they're not like showing their feelings or whatever. They're, they're but that's like not what we're talking about. Yeah, stoicism is a um, stoicism is a philosophy that started out in ancient Greece yep. and the Romans adapted it. So mm-hmm. it went from like it had like a five hundred year heyday. Um, everyone from slaves to uh, the emperors were using it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very widely used. It was uh, there was kind of two main parts I would say to it. There's like there's things you don't control um you don't control what happens but you do control how you respond yes right so you're trying to be you're trying to be indifferent to the things outside of your control and control the things that are inside of your control (laughs) and the other half is that you're trying to live with virtue so you're trying Mm. to have excellent character so everything that you do in life is an exercise in showing how you can live with virtue showing how you can be the best person that you can be that's really interesting because if you um if you've ever been to Al-Anon or, or um, you know, um, some of those some of those pro, uh, programs yeah. where they're talking about addiction and, you know, they're talking about, you know, you can only control certain things. You can only control yourself. You know, you can't yeah, control well, the, the world. Sur- the, surrendery, the serenity prayer kind of um, – yeah. it's very stoic in nature, right? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference, right? Yeah. And so a couple of those things are <clears> – <throat> Um, right out of stoicism, mm. um, courage and wisdom, right? So, yeah, man. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, um, I won't go into it here, but yeah, that's stuff that uh, we've tried, been trying to adopt uh, here in our house. And, uh, you know, I mean, the whole political world, the whole world outside, I mean, man, it's a dumpster fire. And, and But you can only control what you can control, you know? And uh, you can't get too upset about it. And sometimes I don't do a very good job about that because it's like, but, you know, that's that's no. true. No one doesn't. No one's perfect. Um, and the person who's following the like a, sto- a philosophy to the T would be called a sage. And like the Stoics thought, there's no such thing as a Stoic sage. Like it doesn't exist. No one's perfect. Mm. Um, everyone's got their faults. Everyone's got their flaws. Like even a good man will have a bad day, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're just trying to do the best you can, best you can at the time, and mm. whatever that means. Really interesting stuff. I've got to dig more into that, dude. Totally. Huh. Totally need to dig in more into that. Um, what I really like too of that podcast, you were talking about the discipline of action, and um, you know, one of this thing is man cannot live alone. We are a um, we're a social creature, and yeah. building the tribe around you. I think this is a thing that I really want to dig into uh, this year in small scale life. I mean. What we're seeing is a what I call the friend gap. You know, I mean, people are just living on social media. They don't have any real life interaction. They come home from work and they plug in or they play a video game or they watch TV and they're just no human interaction whatsoever. You need to develop 
a tribe. You know, you need to develop some friends around you. Um, and I, I was really, I got really excited to hear that about stoicism, that this is one of the tenets is to develop that tribe around you, you know? Yeah. Well, um, with stoicism, they believe that uh, man was like primarily two things. They believe that you were rational animals, then we're social animals. Mm-hmm. So the first thing being rational, that means like in every situation you have a choice. You can do like A, you're going to do B. And they also believe that we were social animals. So um, they believe that in every situation that – so you should always be pushing towards the greater good. That's what like being a social animal is, right? So you should be pushing towards the good of the group. So in every mm-hmm. situation, if you're a rational animal and a social animal, that means that you have – the ability to um, to make a choice for the greater good. Sure. Yep. Right. Got it. And this, oh man, we could talk about this for a long time. Um, you know, there's a big part in in Western philosophy or in, in American philosophy where it's all about the individual. I mean, one of the political parties is is totally built on. I'm going to pull it up on my bootstraps, and we're individuals and. You know, or or even preppers, where I'm a mall ninja and I'm going to hang out all by myself, and I don't need anybody. I mean, you know, a, a group of people is much stronger than just one person alone. You know, and uh, oh, yeah. developing that group, I think, is really important. And what Greg Burns and Drew Sample and Rob Kaiser and all those folks out in the the Ohio Get Stuff Done crew, I mean, that is really uh, unique, and I, I really like what they're doing out there. I would love to do that here in Minnesota, in Wisconsin, and do uh, it. Yeah, do it. that's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Good. Quoting Mr. Obama. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really um, that really caught my attention, and uh, that's going to be one of the pieces of small scale life is to start. Meeting, getting together and meet space this year. That's going to be something I'm going to be talking about. Yeah, so. no, it's really important. I mean, what's the worst thing that you do? What, what, when someone goes, when someone, um, they might find out I'm weird. Crime, <laughs> no, when someone commits a crime, what do they yeah. do? Uh, um, jail. They go to jail. jail. Right. Right. What's the worst part about being in jail? It's isolation. Solitary confinement. Yeah. Yep. Right. Being away from everyone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So do you have a do you ha- have you started a uh, get stuff done crew up there or started developing a crew up in Chilliwack? No, <clears throat> no, I work. I have a. I have a. I mean, my whole family lives on the same property, oh, so yeah. um, we have like a really good little crew that comes around here. I mean, that's how I got. I've gotten all my jobs through like uh, just word of mouth, just yeah. from friends and stuff. So um, I don't really have a need for that so much. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like yes, I have friends that. Uh, not not like that. Not quite like that they got down there. But um, I've just been working a lot, man. Yeah. It's been working a lot and working on my own stuff. I don't really have – I haven't had time that much time in the past uh, couple of years to be doing so much stuff. And some of my friends uh, – some of my relationships weren't the best before I started mm. doing farming either, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I had to drop some people, let them go, change up a bit what I was doing. Yeah. Is that part of stoicism too is dropping that – no, I think that is, isn't it? Uh, those to- There's people with toxic personalities and they're always – yeah, there was there pretty was bad, you know. Yeah, there was one quote that I posted the other day that said, um, "If your if your friends are dirty, or what was it? If a companion is dirty, his friends can't get help, can't help but get a little dirty too." Mm. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you got to definitely surround yourself with good people and um, cut out the toxic relationships. Um, the one quote that I posted today was about, um, yeah, the quote from today that I posted is. Uh, there is not only great pleasure in uh, maintaining old and established friendships, but also in beginning acquiring new ones. But in that same letter, um, that guy is talking about. He also says that you should um, you shouldn't just give everyone your friendship either. Hmm. You should uh, you should let people you should let people uh, should let people kind of prove themselves first. But then once you do accept them as a friend, you should go in wholeheartedly and treat them as you would yourself. Yeah, 
No, yeah. I totally agree with that. Like, like don't don't half-ass things. Like you, you like love with all your heart, right? Yeah. No, that's really powerful. Um, you know, I look over, I look over our culture today, and like I was saying, a lot of people are feeling pretty lonely. And uh, even with my father-in-law, um, my mother-in-law passed away. Um, you know, in February uh, last year, and he was a little bit at wit's end. I mean, he didn't have a group of friends. I mean, they had couple friends, you know what I mean? Like friends that yep. were couples, but they, he didn't have any friends that were just his, you know, and you kind of are like, oh my God, I'm, you know, I've been married for almost 50 years and, and where are my friends? I don't have them. And uh, we all need friends, right? We all need friends or family. And uh, in my case, my family spread all over Wisconsin and, and uh, you know, there's changes that are going to be happening and, and uh, you know, with, with the other side of the family and, and just... You know, we need to develop friends and good friends. And I think um, just with small scale life, um, we're finding some good people here in Minnesota and Wisconsin. I'm sure there's people up in your neck of the woods, too. And it's great you have family that you can lean on and, and not around. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I know. It's good. And um, I mean, the other thing, too, is like I've never had a problem. I've never had problems making friends. Like, I'm imagine pretty that. Friendly. I'm pretty friendly and nice to most people. <laughs> so um, <laughs> like I can usually go into a new environment and make friends pretty easily. Like yeah. I don't really. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. I don't know. I don't friends, know if I'd right? like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Tom. Um, but um, but so I think that you just I think you just do cool shit and you'll just find people that um that are doing similar things right right and this is something that curtis stone talks about uh talks about too is get into production you know jack spurko talks about it too get into production and people will be attracted to that and uh totally. you know social capital and and you know you start tilling up your yard people think you're crazy and you start growing beautiful crops that you're selling or giving to people that pass by and suddenly people want to know about that what are you doing how do you do that how do you grow yeah. something yeah, and you just work on your network too. Like, um, yeah. like tomorrow there's another local farmer that's coming over to hang out. Oh, I've cool. Never met him before. Nice. And then on Sunday, then then there's a girl that was helping me out on my farm last year, and she's uh-huh. gonna start. Uh, she's starting a farm that's like 45 minutes away. So oh, cool. She's gonna come and talk about farming. So I mean, it's all happening, right? It's all yeah, it's all, yeah. It's good. Well, you are building your group. Then you're building a tribe right there. Then that's awesome, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we. I just don't really. I just don't really have like the formalized like. Yeah. Our crew. Yeah, the crew. <laughs> PSD, get stuff done. PBRB, baby. Let's have some shine. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want any head cheese? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Very God. Nice. That's good stuff. Um, well, to kind of wrap it up here, I mean, where do you see Stoic Metal going? I mean, are you going to keep going? Are you going to write a book? I mean, what's do you have an ultimate plan or are you just learning and going to keep doing that because you're excited about it? Um, well, originally I started doing it because I thought there was an opportunity to do it. Like I um, thought that I could um, have good downloads and stuff, and sure. then I would see what was happening with it. Um, so I, I kind of had a number for what I wanted to, how many downloads I wanted to have at the end of the year. Sure. And I, I got to that. Oh, nice. So then, yeah. So now I'm going to do it for another year. Hmm. And so it kind of depends. Like if my if my show keeps growing like it has been, I'll keep doing it. But if it doesn't, then um, then I'll quit. Cool. And that'll be fine. Just learn how to grow an audience. Like I've already learned so much about um, growing an audience and uh, just building a show. And like now I know that I can definitely do a weekly show every week. So now like now like I won't start doing this vlog thing. And like I'm totally not scared to do that at all. Yeah. Now. Right. Like that doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem like a very big deal to me. Whereas before I would have been like, oh, man, a weekly vlog. I'm like, no, I can already do that. 
like now, like now I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I know because I have experience like producing content every week now. Yep. And then I actually did ship it. And like I shipped it on days and I had like some really hard days like making content. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there were some days where like I, yeah, it was really tough um, yeah. doing it, but I still got it done. So um, I just know that I can do that. And then so it makes, it's like, and now it's like uh, I, I've learned all this stuff about like marketing and um yeah, it just uh, just all builds on top of each other, right? Well, yeah, and what I found is it helps organize your uh, speaking and your writing, and um, you know, just oh, yeah. helping with how you approach it, you know, and, oh, yeah. and be able to cr- crank it out. Oh yeah, and I've had like some really cool things happen, like um, that guy, that guy Ryan, that I was like, I wrote, I think he's probably one of my favorite authors. Actually, mm-hmm. he is one of my favorite authors, but um, like he runs a website called The Daily Stoic, and it's like a it's like a blog. And then so one day I came home because I had written this article about stoicism and farming um, for this modern stoicism.com blog. It's yeah. like one of the bigger stoicism blogs. But long story short, I wrote an article about farming on there. And this guy, Ryan, he also has a farm in Texas. And then um, he ended up emailing me to do like an interview for his blog. Very cool. So that was pretty cool because like I came home one day and I just had an email from like one of my favorite authors. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> it was really cool. I was like, oh, man, that's so awesome. So, I mean, like, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's been lots of, like, there's been kind of lots of stuff like that. Like, yeah. um, I know that it's helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Like, I've, like, I've definitely got, like, um, my own little crew that, like, um, you're getting like, I don't a, You're it's getting a crew. Cool. You're, getting a, you're getting a tribe. And they'll watch your vlog, too, and that'll be great. Yeah, awesome. I, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm like, I'm trying to. Uh, I don't really think of them as together. I kind of think of like my farming is one thing, and like my podcast is another thing. But it bleeds. Um, <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll bleed. For they'll sure bleed. They yeah. Well, that's yeah, great, so dude. Well, yeah. and and you've got you got another follower here. So um, <laughs> you know, so. yeah, man. Oh, of course, it's uh, it's good stuff. And and I think if I would have had some of this stuff years ago, I probably wouldn't have trashed a couple of jobs or trashed a couple of careers and you know all that kind of stuff so you know yeah, yeah. i know thank you <laughs> cool um okay so the other the biggest question of the night with all the internet issues and the background noise of my heater and all that stuff going on growing that beard how do you maintain that wicked beard bro well i don't <laughs> let it go wild um <laughs> It was let a rock, man. Uh, my beard is pretty. It's coming pretty well, though. Nice. I, uh, I take a big Tupperware container of coconut oil and I put that in my shower. Get the hell out! You shower. do not I rub it in. No, you don't. I, yes, I do. Oh. You gotta oil up your beard, man. You gotta oil up your beard. You gotta stay hydrated. You gotta work out. You gotta get testosterone up. You gotta mm. get that oil in there and the coconut oil. It's delicious. <laughs> All right, and then the other big question of the night, and um, I asked the Small Scale Life followers in uh, Facebook, and uh, I had one guy, that one guy who's bigger than both of us, Mr. Michael Bell. He was curious about your face. He's hoping your face is okay. Oh, yeah. He's got scars. (laughs) What the hell did you do to yourself, man? I passed out. Oh. (laughs) Uh, It's called, uh, like, you know how... uh, you know how sometimes you like stand up and get dizzy? Have you ever had that happen? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, well, if you don't sit back down, you pass out. Mm. <laughs> so I was at my parents' house eating dinner mm. and uh, had a heavy meal, didn't drink enough water that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, boom, boom, got, got up from the table. Yeah. I was going to, so I felt weird. I was going to walk back to my house. Yep. And then um, it's like a severe head rush and then you're down. Yeah, but I walked, I probably walked for like 100 meters. Oh my God, really? 
Yeah, I was like, I just about made it all the way to my house because like I got, like I I stood up at the table and I was like, oh, I feel weird. I think we're gonna go lay down, but it was like really noisy at their house. Oh. So then, um, so then I was just gonna go lay down at my house, right? Oh. So I walked walked into the laundry room, grabbed my shoes, walked in the garage, and by the time I was in my parents' garage, I was like, oh no, I think I might need help. But I kept on walking because I was like walking outside. I was just like already going that way, right? <laughs> so I was walking outside, and then I got outside behind my house, and then I was like. Oh no shit! I think I actually really, really, really need help like wow. right now. But oh, I didn't wow. have my phone on my pocket, so I knew my phone was at my house. Oh. So I was gonna try to make it to my house, and I was just gonna call. I was gonna like call them for help, right? Be mm. like, someone come help me. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I started walking down my driveway, and then I was like blacking out, and I was oh. like, okay, I gotta make it to my car. I gotta make it to my car. So that I made it to my car. And then I don't know if I fell into my car or if I fell off my car onto the pavement Ugh. or if I fell forward going into my stairs. But, like, I remember I was, like, walking forward and, like, and like my whole center of gravity was, like, way ahead of where my feet were. And I just, like, oh. went crashing down into my stairs. Like, and then, and then I kind of felt okay after I fell down. But there was, like, blood everywhere, yeah. like, everywhere, all over everything. Mm. And I got up. I had blood on my hands. I had blood on my face. There's blood dripping everywhere. There's blood on my feet stepped in my own blood right so then i'm like walking into my house there's like and like i was still like doing like the wobbly legs so i'm like i got blood all over the walls because my hands were all bloody my face oh was my all bloody, right? and i was just like man i need to like i wonder how messed up i am right now so i went and looked in the mirror and like my nose was under my face and i had like cut on my eye and i cut on my forehead and it was like a big cut like it was like, wow. oh, I, was, like I need stitches so so then i so then i felt okay so then i walked back to the, <laughs> i walked back to my parents house and i was like i need help <laughs> jeez blood trail everywhere around there man holy smokes dude well take care of yourself yeah that happened to my brother but it was just in our kitchen he went down and for like 10 seconds he was like it was like he was asleep or something it was weird it was like he was sleepwalking or something and and yeah my friend my friend tanya passed out they went to my mom and uh, my brother and her went to a movie um Mm. like two nights ago and she passed out pretty much the same thing she had a tattoo she got a tattoo didn't really eat that much had a couple beers yeah. Um, at a burger, and then yeah, they were like outside the movie theater. She just passed out, but she wow. didn't fall and smash her face. Oof, dude, take care of yourself, bro. I mean, wow, you got man. a lot of stuff going on. You gotta, we're following you, man. So take care of yourself. <laughs> I will. I know. I know. Oh God. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad it wasn't uh, more serious. That looked pretty nasty. So um, I'm glad you didn't get in a fight or didn't, you know getting a car wreck or something like that so um, me too yeah <laughs> that's just other trouble yeah. cool man well um let's wrap it up a little bit because i know you got stuff to do and it's you know you know have a you got your own content to produce and all that other good stuff so where can we find you where can we find you online besides you know me sharing your stuff um uh, my farm's name is flavorful farms you can i'm most active on instagram um you can check out my podcast stoke metal it's available on any podcast player and uh for now, that's pretty much it. I'm going to have a YouTube channel, I guess. Well, actually, I already do have a YouTube channel. Yeah, you do. Some recipe videos up there. I'm going to be posting recipe videos, and I'm going to do a weekly vlog on there. So that'll be good. Yeah. Hail the smoothie, man. Nice job. Thanks. I like yeah, your I'm going to make lots of smoothie videos. And yeah. Well, Jules. Ma- ones and- yeah, I posted this, and I got inspired. Uh, Jules actually kicked over a uh, smoothie recipe, and uh, she made a smoothie for me this morning. So I posted that yeah. up. So, yeah. Nice. We'll have competing yeah, smoothies. <laughs> Awesome. That's good stuff. It's all about getting healthy and living clean, uh, eating real food, and, um, you know, listening to some good podcasts like Stoic Metal. So Sweet. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot, Tom. Hey, Scott, you are awesome, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on my show. Well, thanks for having me. I love you, man. 
love you. <laughs> Everybody, it's Scott Hebert from Flavorful Farms and Stoic Metal. He is the man. So follow him. He's got a ruthless beard, and and he makes some great lettuce mix, so salad mix. So follow Scott. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, dude. All right. I really appreciate talking with Scott on this show. We had a lot of fun, and uh, it was a really good time. As you can tell, Scott's a hardworking guy who has good focus and discipline, and I'm not surprised he has pushed into new markets for his products when things didn't quite work out at the farmer's market. I appreciate his ability to adjust to situations and take advantage of opportunities. I can't wait to see how his vlog develops, and I will have links to his new vlog and Stoic Metal in the show notes. In fact, as we are publishing this article and post and podcast, Scott has two vlog entries out there, and uh, I was really pleased and excited that he announced his vlog and, in- and included that on his actual vlog number one, and he calls it The Grind, so check that out. Some of my key takeaways from this podcast are, not one, focus on your key priorities and try not to get derailed by lower-tier priorities. Yeah, uh, as I discussed, my squirrel mindset... Uh, sometimes uh, takes me off course. So focusing on those key priorities are are, are key. Uh, number two, use a mentor who can answer some of your questions and guide you when times get tough. Number three, overcome your fear and just start. Number four, stay out of debt. Use a budget and creatively gather funds before you start. Number five, be flexible and take advantage of opportunities. Number six, once you're running, learn from mistakes and perfect your process. Number seven, develop friends in your tribe. Just start and do it. Number eight, use coconut oil in the shower, hydrate and lift weights to grow a savage beard. Thank you, Scott, for being on the Small Scale Life podcast, and I wish you the best of luck and much success in the future. We'll keep watching your progress, and I can't wait to have you on the show again in the future. So we have a lot of com- we have a lot coming up for you on Small Scale Life in 2018. We're going to have some regular guests and bloggers, including Michael Bell, Jay Dolan, and a surprise host. Brrr, yeah, drum roll, Julie Dahmers. Yes, Julie is going to be on the show and start writing for Small Scale Life. You'll see some of her work this week, so I'm pretty excited about that. It's always great to have many hands helping in the work. So we're going to have a lot of fun this year. We're going to have uh, some great personalities on here and talk about a lot of different subjects. So I'm really pumped about. It. 2018 is going to rock. So if you want to be on the Small Scale Life podcast, send me a note through contact us page on the blog or send me an email to realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. Again, that's realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. I'm looking, I'm booking guests now, so feel free to reach out. If you have an article you'd like to post, why don't you get a hold of me the same way? We can take a look and discuss it and uh, maybe get you on Small Scale Life. As Scott said, it's a big scale life. We're the big show. Ha <laughs> ha. Nah, just kidding. It's It's all good. It's all fun. So in the meantime, continue to live simply by growing, exploring, and living healthy. This is Tom from Small Scale Life, and we'll see you really soon. Take care, everybody.